Hey everyone, and welcome to the Introspect Podcast, where we cover topics around spirituality, consciousness, and the evolution of our soul. Mm. So today, for our self-love uh, podcast, I have my lovely partner Tammy here with me today. Hello. And we're going to cover the deeper emotional integration energy topics around self-love, because mm. there's a lot of um, surface photogenic stuff that's being shared on social media but we are deep divers <laughs> and we love hitting topics from new perspectives and uncovering that deeper understanding yeah cool yeah so um what's some core aspects about what we're going to cover today well really self-love is um you know we can't actually fully love ourselves if we're still running patterns and beliefs or um, emotions that are stored in our body that are creating experience in our lives like regurgitating experiences in our lives that are um, not loving that are toxic um, and yeah so so in order for us to really really honor the self-love journey we we really need to think about um you know what beliefs we've got going and what patterns we're running and have we got emotions stored in our body that need to be released first in order for us to really um yeah make it part of a daily ritual make it part, make it a lifestyle really a self-love lifestyle mm. so some of the, what we're going to cover today is also about you know this is really not the time and space like from 2020 onwards i mean some must have been shifting earlier mm. but last year really brought into the importance that self-love is not so much a luxury anymore it's mm. actually a necessity mm. as part of our daily lives yeah and you know we've both had our kind of decades or almost a couple of decades of i mean especially for me running the corporate job and we've both done the family lives we're now doing a blended family but it really is so much more important especially as we start to come into these um, many moving parts within yeah. our lives like family work relationships it's kind of it can't be the end of the line like no. let's think about it after the money's there or let's, let's think about it after we have the time at the end of the day yeah i will look after myself when yeah no <laughs> so even that is a if, so even that is a block for self-love so for you know for all of us that run those programs of you know oh that'd be nice if mm. I had the money or if I, I had the time afford to yeah so self-love doesn't actually need money Mm, self-love self is what's inside and what we have inside is what we carry with us on on the everyday it's how we talk to ourselves on the inside um you know so you might be getting your nails done and you might be having facials and you might be um even going for lovely walks but if your inner voice is still expressing expressing um you know things of self-hate or body shame or you know any of those those topics that we all have experience within ourselves um then we're not loving ourselves mm. and we, we we we've got to shift out of that yeah so what we're kind of talking about on an energetic level is we are energetic beings mm. and every emotion does have a vibration or a resonance so if we are holding the belief systems or trapped energy and emotions that have a vibration that is say of guilt, shame or judgment or distrust, then there's no amount of journaling or no amount of going and buying new clothes or even going to the gym that is going to fix that underlying kind of emptiness, that mm. hole or that void within us. Like that's yeah. why it's so important for us to eat sharp and actually do the proper integration work and heal yeah those kind of shadow sides we'll call it yeah um because yeah. we've all got it like let's be honest like we've all got junk in the trunk and nobody you know, gets out <laughs> yeah so that's <laughs> even that's really cool to acknowledge like you know that we are all here on this journey mm. and like you know there's no shame in coming forward and just saying hey yeah like we've got this stuff and instead of ignoring it and creating relationships and work dynamics and that sort of thing that are just a reflection of how we're feeling inside mm. we're actually taking ownership and being conscious creators around even the act of self-love yeah yeah um and the centers the chakra centers that are really that we really focus upon with the self-love journey is the the heart and the sacral mm. um that shows up a lot 
with um well it has with ourselves hasn't it mm. um those have definitely been my centers that have needed a lot of attention <laughs> yeah so the sacral so for those of you that aren't too familiar with the chakras if you've jumped on this as a first timer um our heart cell basically our ability to give and receive love and to be connected um with more than just ourselves and more than just our closest relationships as well it's kind of like stepping into the collective connection and unity love as well mm. um but also the sacral was all to do with um self-worth self-love um whether we are feeling intimate and connected within ourselves and also creativity and sexuality as well so it's mm. a really big it's kind of like our emotional storehouse and it's right around the navel digestive system so for any of you out there that are experiencing things like intolerances and ibs and all of those kind of yeah or even like in the womb center endo that kind of stuff as well um definitely around the sexuality um and the creative expression um yeah i i've experienced um a journey of self-discovery through you know self-love and intimacy with self so um which is incredibly important and incredibly um it opens up a whole different realm when you can con connect with yourself on an intimate level and i think this is something that is missed a lot because a you know like if there's um self-pleasure with say a vibrator and you're just kind of using that vibrator to get to the goods um but there's no connection there's no connection and in some cases you can actually numb yourself and that's the only way that you can actually achieve orgasm is with a vibrator so it's actually really important to um to go deeper than than that and actually connect with you know touching and um finding out what what feels good and what doesn't and you know um what feels good for you from you uh it's quite it's yeah it's quite a journey and it is very intimate and it is very it can be quite exposing to um beliefs or patterns that you're holding around even around masturbation you know some people are like oh she's talking about masturbation i don't want to touch myself i don't want to even look at myself in the mirror naked you know all of these these things are really important on the self-love journey like can we look at ourselves can we can we stare ourselves in the eyes in the mirror and say i love you and really acknowledge your soul more than just this you know shell so if we're struggling within that connection um within ourselves then that means whatever we come across in terms of our partnerships and relationships and even intimate relationships or even people like jumping onto tinder and trying to hook up with the next best thing mm. it's like we're always only ever going to bring in whatever we have in our own backpack yep. and if that's one of not really much self-love or self-acceptance or or self-connection yeah if we can't connect with our own intimacy or even our own inner trust right because if we don't have trust especially around lower reproductive system womb hips glutes if we don't have trust in self or in relationships and that can be for many reasons mm. then we are going to struggle yeah. on every single time on how we turn up because it's always going to be a reflective process within every relationship no matter yeah. whether it's a long-term partner or marriage or whether it's just a one-night thing mm, yeah so totally. yeah that's that's um we just jump straight into the intimacy and <laughs> self-love related to that which is cool well why not it's cool um because this has been a topic that we've been discussing a lot lately isn't it and yeah. it's funny that you mentioned like i remember um even early 30s i still struggled if someone said penis or vagina around me yeah you yeah, know and it's a thing <laughs> and as a young boy growing up i was always like kind of really super shy and introvert when it came to like changing rooms or swimming rooms or rugby rooms or yeah you know always on my soul level i carried a deep sense of shame or sexual shame or being afraid to be seen yeah you know and that sort of thing so really still working on this like coming close to 39 40 years old almost yeah so that's why now i think if we can deliver this information that's understandable and understand again the energy or the concepts behind it totally. um, we can hopefully support and share the love with yeah. early 20s late teens type thing and start the a proper reconnection journey yeah and all ages yeah totally yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> in the 30s to the 40s and the 40s to the 50s and the everybody everybody's included so um let's go back and let's talk about 
as a society mm. where and why this is all shut off especially mm. in new zealand like it's not uncommon for foreigners to meet a new foreign friend or something like that and they say oh like kiwi guys or kiwi girls they just don't hug Mm. there's no connection whereas you hear them come back from just been traveling and they're like everyone gives you a kiss and a hug yeah like even on that level so like you know let's just quickly talk about where have these disc um, programs of disconnection come from in the first place yeah like thinking about our or referencing our lineage yeah like our grandparents and that age and especially coming in through that war generation um so and all, yeah, so how, and what our parents, how they role, role modelled self love. So did they actually did they do any self love, or did they give out to you know the husband, the children, the work, everything else first? Therefore, giving from an empty bucket. Mm. Um, so when we you know we'll go back to the the bucket analogy often because you know in this bucket we have um, a whole lot of taps and the taps are you know um they're our relationships our family our husbands our wives our work um all of the taps represent the different possible drains in our life or where we give out so um you know are we at which taps are turned on and are those being drained first so therefore we're giving from an empty bucket Mm. so that's really important because and again i use this daily as well as an as a concept because it's easy easy to understand yeah so like basically if we have a really good night's sleep and we say wake up with 75 percent full bucket like i don't think anyone's ever a handy but we can even you know choose at the start of the day do we want to top up the bucket first Mm. or so you know most people by the time like 10 o'clock rolls around not even that like even yeah. if you're a parent like maybe school drop off you're you're rolling at like 30 percent in your bucket mm. and you're off to work and everybody's going to ask for things from you and you know someone might come in with their drama and you know you might get pulled into that and so you, your bucket ends up empty really quickly if you're not if you're not um aware of it mm. yeah so this is one of the key aspects that we can kind of segue into is self-love and recognizing what i guess some of the kryptonite to self-love is Mm. like and what are the things that really steal and take away your vibration because at the end of the day like let's think about that bucket level of as in our inner love Mm. or how much kind of energy of love have we got in within our body and our energy system in that moment yeah and you know like really some key ideas are like or blockers are like you know blocks to self-worth blocks to self-esteem um blocks to receiving Mm, that's a big one eh like receiving in the heart walls like we just had our zoom um workshop on that just this last week Mm. and the layers of heart walls and protections and that sort of thing is it's so important to uncover those and peel off those layers of the onion because every single time we can have someone that loves us unconditionally but if we are not in that receptive space or we have layers of these filters upon us through belief systems or through seeing parental programs or what we were shown or taught um you know we, we're never going to be able to fully receive and be open to that receptivity mm. yeah and it's the same even if we've had any trauma yeah. like you know um a lot of people work with have had sexual trauma or you know distrust within the family or really close relationships and all of a sudden instead of having kind of like a nice level foundation to use our discernment to make decisions from around relationships and intimacy and love, it quite often puts our whole keel off skew. And all of a sudden we've got this distorted idea. And it's even for myself as, you know, a younger guy, you know, I went through the whole porn phase of, Mm. you know, this is what's normal. This is what beautiful looks like. This Mm. is what male and female bodies look like. And this is even from a guy perspective, it's kind of like you build up all of these weird subconscious patterns and programs of like i should be like that big or i should, I should be, a... be this that and everything yeah. yeah yeah so it's really um it's really distorting our whole perspective of that connection to self-love intimacy and also how we feel about our bodies yeah um even like you know like i said even like the guys in the rugby changing rooms or whatever mm. if you've had the idea or that pro- the idea has come through society or we even know about this whole kind of porn industry and this is what you know sexuality looks like and it kind of it really sets this kind of tower up that just 
it really needs yeah. to crumble. It's really distorted, eh? And I know, I know, um, you know, kids are watching porn like way too young now too, which is, is you know, setting us up for, um, yeah, a bit of um, not nice. <laughs> yeah, it's like all, all body image, not, all body image failure, yeah, right? Criticism, yeah. like. Um, yeah, we're going back to the intimacy thing and the, the self-love and the, you know, or the body shame and the um, the distorted view of how things should look within society. Um, and, it, and it goes back to even, you know, like within the school system structure of like having to be on someone else's clock, having to do everything for others first um even our parents would have probably you know done everything for the family first before looking at themselves or doing anything for themselves um and then we go into a work environment and if we're we're, we're running the you know the corporate work or even just doing any job you know you are on someone else's clock so therefore you if you want to fit self-love in you have to squeeze it in here or squeeze it in there and it becomes it becomes quite difficult to achieve so we really need to take a look at you know even even within our jobs like you know is this job serving me on a whole on the whole you know do I love getting up and going to work every day is this um is this me loving myself and you know even asking the question um with every decision that you make you know what would someone who loves themselves do even for the little decisions, for the big decisions, yeah. So that can be the same as um, like say, setting a twenty twenty one goal of, you know, activating more inner love and creating um, a routine and a schedule around that. Mm. So every decision you can make, you can ask yourself like, if you've got an overarching goal, like a general overarching goal to create more self love for this year, then every question can come back to that: Is this an alignment? And does this more emotionally feel mm. like this is going to add towards that journey and mm. the redirection of that beautiful goal of self-love? Yeah. Or is this something that I am feel stuck or trapped in because of X, Y, Z? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, for me, like, I mean, self-love very much for me within my upbringing, especially um, as a young Kiwi male, mm. was very much like only fix something if it's extremely broken or the wheels falling off a car type thing. It was never thinking about how we look after our bodies um in a really healthy nurturing way like at the start like you know at the start of each day it was always only ever like if something's broken then you fix it yeah which is not really any um in any way a conscious creation process no we're all about prevention around here (laughs) yeah yeah we're just creating the whole fertile bed and like a nurturing healthy like any good kind of garden or like you know you've got to create the right foundation and the structure to support your garden you've got to have the right nutrients in your garden and so you know we'll talk a little bit about food and stuff like that as well related to yeah self-love. yeah well i mean you, we can go into that um from there because what we consume is what we become you know it's just like you know what we what we think um where our thoughts and feelings you know are creating our future and um yeah so what we consume like food wise is really important because if we're just eating you know fast food and fried food and shit food basically um then we'll probably feel like shit and then we'll be running from you know feeling like crap and but when we eat fresh fruit and vegetables and alive food versus dead food um that has a vibration then we feel good Mm. and we do more we do more for ourselves that feels good because we already feel good and i mean some some sometimes we can actually live our lives not even realizing what it what it feels like to feel good mm. and i know i've been there before where you know i've i've been at a certain level in my life thinking that you know this is okay it's okay Um, but then deciding to make changes and, you know, add things in because adding things in for me was always easier than taking things out. Um, and slowly adding things in would just, you know, the things that were a little bit toxic slowly fell away naturally and then getting to new levels of feeling good and actually going, holy shit, I just spent the last five to 10 years 
feeling like this when I could have felt like this and yeah so just and really even consuming you know like what you watch on tv what we what you see on social media who you follow on social media like what's your feed full of is it is it positive is it you know self um is it honoring ourself or is it creating more you know comparison competitive competitiveness (laughs) (laughs) um or even the drama you know on tv watching drama violence like everything that we consume is is getting stored in our bodies so let's be really weary of how this looks on a on a you know loving ourselves level mm, absolutely so um i guess what we're saying this ties back into the whole setting like a brand new foundation right sometimes the tower has to crumble because the foundations aren't correct to support this and this was the same with both of our lives like mm. i had multiple resets mm. until i eventually let go of everything that was not lo- no longer in alignment with where my body knew it had to go and where my soul was actually calling me. Yeah. So um, so we have made some little notes around the environment. Mm. So this is really what this is tying into because if our environment is not supportive of of us, of our needs, of where we want to go, or even the relationship, like there's a lot of relationships that I have through that the partner is just not supporting or they're actually often snuffing or repressing either one or the other um, in terms of being the best version of themselves. Mm. Well, sometimes it's quite confronting, right, when somebody's working on themselves and they get to, you know, a, a level of, you know, feeling really good. Sometimes in relationships, the other person doesn't want to change. They can see the person making these changes for themselves and it's actually quite confronting and it makes them realize that actually they might have to start working on themselves. And if if they're this way inclined, they might actually, you know, pull that person back down to their level in order to feel better about themselves Mm. rather than doing the work because, you know, let's be honest doing the work is hard sometimes and it takes dedication and it takes discipline and it takes um a lot of (laughs) self-love yeah Yeah, so i was saying this morning like in the little um post that i shared like self-love is not something you have like you can't touch it or hold it it's actually an emotional feeling or a set of emotions that are of a high vibration like the frequency of love on you know even that scale of consciousness it's kind of like 500 resonance and above and it's just it is actually it's not something we have it's not like a coin that we hold yeah it's a total integration of how we feel in that moment about ourselves about our choices about our life and environment and so that's why again for both of us we both had to shift and leave and say goodbye to things whether it be relationships jobs um the way we thought about ourselves like it really is this constant process of metamorphosis and releasing mm. all of the layers and the shit that is built up because you know it's heavy it's it's a lot to carry yeah, like dense. even just on the relationship front or our parents front like we have to be willing to release like we cannot have love or hold in our vessel love if we've still got anger and hatred and resentment yeah. in our heart yeah you know especially around the throat jaw front and back of heart sacral you know if we're still holding on to emotions memories experiences that um have the vibration of anger and frustration and bitterness or guilt or shame or judgment then there's no way self-love can grow in that garden we have to pull those weeds first forgiveness is a big um yeah is very much needed in that space as i have learned on my journey as well um so in my um I'll tell a little story (laughs) in my experience um so even from even from quite young I have what how I actually um in the end came to understand what was going on with me and how um all of the the things that I was doing you know like working out eating healthy blah 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 all of that stuff how I still didn't love myself so how I I kind of observed that was that there was a void within me and I was trying to fill that void with things or um, 
you know, at first when I was young, it would have been um, like, you know, having lots of sex with lots of different people, filling the void. Didn't work, made me feel worse. Um, and then, you, like even being a mum, being a young mum, um, filling that void with focusing on the children, putting all my energy into focusing on the children, and it was all about them. And, you know, still that void was there. Um, I was a smoker, so even smoking for me, when I finally gave up smoking, I realised that I was actually, I had finally filled that void that I was trying to fill with all of these things, whether it was sex, alcohol, family, so in all the different stages of life, um, you know, even trying to be like a good wife. Um, yeah, until I find, it was when I gave up smoking that I actually realized that I had finally started filling that void with me, with love for me. And um, yeah, and it really, it really did feel like a void because there was a lot of emptiness and a lot of things that I did. Um, so yeah, so I, I really believe that self-love is filling ourselves up with us. Yeah, so that's um, some really good examples like from the female side. So let's talk about some from the male side. So think about the really strong patterns within like the male um, persona or like these archetypes. So, you know, for most of the guys, it's like, I have to overwork. Mm. I must go to work and run these programs of like supporting and, you know, being the financial supporter and, you know, a lot of really traditional codependent beliefs. And then it might go into things like gaming. Yeah. like a lot of guys and girls yeah. are into gaming yeah. but it won't just be like short stints of like an hour or two it'll mm. be like hours on you know for me i would like game and play call of duty till like midnight because i wasn't really it was just like a distraction mm. and i would overwork and it was a distraction um and it wasn't necessarily always conscious mm. these are very subconscious mm. things oh like, very much so yeah like um and that's that's the kind of gotcha well that's a, i guess that's also the power of when we work with anyone is that because we're outside of that person's experience we don't have the same walls and the same blocks especially being empathic like we each are mm. we can feel the energy that is coming out from someone or hear it in their voice or they'll talk about someone or they will activate the story or the the tra trauma or the drama that they've just had yeah and then you can just see the train of momentum just jumps yeah. onto that thought and then bam the train's going the wrong way with 10 carriages yeah when we're trying to talk about self-love but they're just relayed all of the stuff that's sitting in the jukebox in the backpack yeah ready and waiting to roll so oh, that's all that happens right is we just hit those triggers while the emotions are left unresolved mm. we just chuck in that next like disc into the jukebox and it's all there ready and waiting yeah and so that our whole point of this process and actually doing the deeper shadow side integration work and actually honoring those shadow sides honoring the parts that need the love honoring the voids shining the light on the on the dark yeah and fully embodying and accepting what has been um and also yeah as i said before like forgiveness is huge especially around um you know relationships that have been toxic and that have created a lot of experiences where um you know even like your your inner critic has been like on fire <laughs> yeah, yeah. um you know as we both know we have had uh, experiences with narcissistic, narcissistic relationships and you you end up with a lot of self-doubt very low self-worth very low self-esteem and no self-love yeah so that's really um like yeah we're just going to quickly mention narcissism and even like gaslighting and that sort of thing because mm. for both of us we never realized that this was an actual thing mm, like until in, you kind of get out we were like after <laughs> mid-30s and then you get out and then all of a sudden something pops up on your feed or your youtube and talking about this stuff and you know it was really um i guess clarifying and within our education and inner learning because as you said if you're in any form of narcissistic relationship or even if your parents or your children can be narcissists mm. um or are someone at work mm. and you'll know because every time you go around that person your energy will be low it'll drop really quickly they will be quite overbearing um the sort of dynamics that leave you feeling shit like when you leave that interaction and doubtful of yourself doubting whether what you said was you know 
right or um, yeah, like questioning right yeah, they make you question your yeah, own belief yeah. systems well because they're always right hmm. so um yeah it's an interesting dynamic isn't it and it really does um pull you away from yourself yeah so that really is the role of the narcissist in terms of like um without labeling anyone or anything or without blaming hmm. there is powerful learning in it like hmm. i i wouldn't be where i was if it wasn't no. for you know, over a decade and a half of just understanding these dynamics. Yeah. Um, you know, it really did help me understand where the hell my energy is going. Why did I stay sick? Like, because that's the key thing, right? If we can't hold the energy in the bucket, like, where is it going? Why am I so low? And why am I feeling so shit about myself? And then, you know, start the cycles. I'm going to go drink. Then you go on a big bending drink and then you want Maccas and you go mm. eat shit food. Mm. You wake up the next it's day or the, cycle, isn't or the following three days, then feeling really shit about your body or looking in your stomach and feeling internally within the digestive system, just how disgusting and bloated you might feel. So, yeah. you know, these are really popular things that we've all been through. So, you know, there's no judgment, but we've got to learn. Mm. We've got to learn through these experiences. Yeah. No, it's definitely not. It's not a judgment. And even, you know, even narcissistic people actually are just wounded and they don't even know they're running what they're running. You know, like it's it's quite often not even a conscious, um, mm. it's not a conscious thing. Mm. And so, you know, even with that, there's had to be a lot of forgiveness around, you know, um, we need to actually just love people for where they're at and who they are and, yeah. yeah. And then even following that, once you can love and forgive and accept that person for whatever they did. Because remember, forgiveness is a gift for self. Mm. It doesn't change what's happened. Mm -mm. But it does cut the karmic cords, cords. and ties yeah. to needing to repeat that cycle by honoring and integrating the learning. We can then say to the universe, basically, I no longer need to keep repeating that cycle. Yeah. So um, past that point, though, like once we have that whole forgiveness and we've released that level and layer, then it comes to self quite often, mm. where you start going through these layers and stages and eventually you realize, wow, I'm holding judgment and criticism of self for staying in something for so long mm. or staying in this job mm. for so long yeah. or hanging out with those people in that dynamic of energy for so long. And often, or even like you said, the sexuality or misusing body, yeah. your body. Guilt, or, shame, all of the things. Yeah, so self-forgiveness, <laughs> self which is again directly tied into self-love. Yeah. Self-love will come after that final stage of self-forgiveness as well. Yeah. Like re the really deep levels, mm. we have to get to all of these little nuances within our belief systems and we are in there as well. Yeah. So that's really key. And that's kind of, you, you get to that once we've gone through like, the hate, the blame, the grieving, the, you know, the toxicity, then you come through with some learning and then you start to expand and open up to some new friends, but you still hit these little pockets and triggers and your soul will call some people into your experience just to say, are you really going to put up with that? Or are you really going to learn this one? Yet? Yeah, 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 totally. And it's not meant to keep you stuck. And that's what I've really learned through now after like over 20 years of like this transformation work. We have to come into the space where every experience has value and there is gold in every experience as well if we're willing to do the work and integrate it. There is always like the treasure, treasure test on the opposite side of the wall type thing. Yeah. It is there, um, but we do have to go through this process. Mm. Um, another important aspect of loving self, I would say, is actually um, loving the inner child. Mm. And going, you know, going back to that, you know, little girl or little boy um, at whatever age, you know, if there was an experience that you went through or a trauma or whatever, but really embracing your inner child and shining a lot of love on your, mm. on you as your inner child can be really, really healing. Even getting out an old photo of you as a child and um, keeping it by the bedside and say, telling that that photo of little you um, how much you love and appreciate that mm. yourself at that age and, you know, wrapping them up in your arms like as a visualisation and letting them know that it's okay and that you love them and that you're there for them and they will always be loved and supported. Um so that's a really key thing, isn't it? Because, um, you know, I was told to do that a couple of years before I met you. 
and I didn't I just imagined myself as a young child mm. and that was like I was just trying to use my mind on the beach but it was so different like you know when it ended up back at dad's and I came across the photo albums because he was wanting to offload them that just kept in and as soon as I actually looked at the photo energetically and emotionally all of the stuff started coming up because even how I perceived myself it wasn't I was looking at the photo and whatever the sunshine was on that day it was actually I was feeling the emotional connection mm. with what I felt at that time so the inner child work is so massive like as you know in all the healing sessions mm. that is the work both yeah. in this lifetime or if we have to go into past lifetimes yeah this is the work like reclaiming nurturing loving rebalancing and freeing those parts of the soul or those soul fragments and bringing them back home there's massive shifts that instantly mm. happen when that happens and even the emotional release hey yeah i was just going to say because there's a lot of emotion stored within the body from especially from childhood um that yeah that we can release mm. it was really cool because i'm a work with a male client of mine he's probably like 45 50 now close to there and He's had like five, this was his fifth soul ascension and everyone's been completely unique and an amazing experience. He generally goes back to multiple past life experiences to clear some lineage generational stuff. And this one was really interesting because I was just everything I was marking in womb um, into ovaries, into distrust of male energy running right down the right leg, um, into the blocks around heart and the expression. And it was everything that he had actually absorbed. I asked, where has this come from before he'd even come? And all of it was like, this has been absorbed through mum in the birth, like um, second oh, trimester. the birth experience. Yeah, so oh, everything wow. that I'd marked had all been absorbed programs and patterns of what he remembered as a young soul coming in and holding in the womb. So what but, the mum was feeling, so what he the absorbed. Mum, yeah, so because wow. mum and dad split before he was even born. Yeah. So mum oh. had the abandonment in the womb yeah. and the guilt and shame in the reproductive system and the broken heart, the distrust within male energy. So what mm. he had manifest was key male experiences and relationships like sexual abuse um, and distrust within male energies, mm. distrust within female energies as well because, again, this is why we need to bring the shadow side up because we're constantly going to create from the hurt or wounded in a child. Mm -hmm. We don't even realize we're doing it, but we always, we basically go on a life that is seeking the missing parts of us. Mm. So for most young guys and young girls, especially ones that are, you know, going on the sexual um, adventures and the rampages <laughs> or the Tinder rampages, most of them don't even realize that the love and the acceptance that they're seeking or looking for subconsciously in someone else mm. is the parts that need healing within them. Yeah. And this is why and we can... You're never going to find it within someone else or anything else. It's inside you mm. that you find it. And this is why we keep, you know, when they you see posts and most of them are female bias and they say, you know, hurt guys are going to keep hurting females. But it's like, I experienced the same as well. Yeah. Like there's no gender discrimination. Like this no. happens both sides. Yeah. And the same with hurt parents. Mm. hurt parents are going to keep running programs of like this is how i was treated so you're going to be treated like that yeah you yeah. know so it is we've got to, they're a cycle breaker <laughs> yeah, well, yeah that's it i mean and we fully know that right we're like yeah. here to break lineage we're here yeah. to break cycles like we're here yeah. to um honor their ancestry but really pull pull apart the things that are not working mm. so that all of this tower can be rebuilt yeah from here on yeah. and not only for ourselves but for our lineage like the work that we do now is not just for ourselves in the energetic spiritual realm like this like we heal ancestry yeah through honoring and yeah. acknowledging this yeah totally. so it's really powerful it really is um cool so what else have we got on our little board so some key let's just reframe on some key little exercises that people could do so one is the bucket exercise mm, first off so just yep just doing the bucket and even if you just draw a bucket on a piece of paper no matter what your drawing skills are john's really good at drawing buckets <laughs> if you want not. a bucket i'll hook you up <laughs> so um and then just even just choosing the top three and like choosing the top three drains in your life and then just um kind of just gently ask yourself what is the belief or the program or who kind of taught me the belief system that is supporting that drain mm. so even just leave that exercise like that just do the exercise and you might even go one layer deeper and say at what age mm. so your body and soul will knows it know this on a subconscious level 
So the sick. Can I just say one yeah. thing? I just put my hand up. Um, it's important to try and be out of the head and in the heart mm. when doing these exercises because the head will always make up stories or, um, yeah. The, Keep the layer of defensive the, mechanisms yeah, around. Yeah, totally. Or even just the, um, you know, the, the block, like the head blocks things. So, um, yeah, important to, you know, get into a state where you can actually breathe into your heart and be um, relaxed and, yeah, out of, the, out of the mind, out of the ego, mm. out of the monkey mind. Yeah. So that's one um, helpful exercise. The second one, just recapping on what we talked about, um, was, what was it about? The photo, the meditation with the oh, photo. Yeah, yeah. So finding a little you, yep. little mini you. So even you, even just sitting and being in a meditative space and asking yourself a simple question like, if you know you've got stomach stuff, or even like, say, if you're holding excess weight or protection or fat around the digestive system mm. or anything like that, you can ask yourself, what emotion am I holding there? Mm. And then you could ask a gentle question. And really be open to your soul to speak mm. and say, what age did I do this? Get with did I form this belief system? Mm. And then from there, you could go, okay, that's 13. And you could find a 13 year old photo of you first year college, say. Yeah. Or if it goes back to like me, that five year oldish, six year old sitting on the fence next door, mm. you know, that was, um, that was a key moment that I really needed to go back where my repression started of my voice mm. and starting to bottle and no longer be able to speak my truth. So, you know, that that really affected my heart, my sacral, my throat chakra all of my life, pretty much into like early to mid thirties. Yeah. So, you know, I just only really, I had that photo what when we first met, hey, so yeah, just two and a yeah. half years ago, like around 37 years old. Yeah. Um, and as soon as I allowed myself to go into that experience and, you know, say statements like I release all the protective walls that I've placed around myself from knowing and experiencing this. Mm bam it was all on i could see myself i could know myself i felt the sadness i could recall the energy and the emotion of what had happened um so yeah it was really powerful so that's yeah. a really good exercise for anyone wanting to heal the inner child or the teen totally um also i think it's probably quite important when you know going on the deeper self-love journey is um allowing yourself to be responsible for your own shit um well taking responsibility not allow yeah taking responsibility yeah yeah um i think that's probably been the you know one of the biggest parts of my journey was actually owning my shit and going okay this is you know this is why i've had these experiences mirrored to me because this is my point of attraction and this is what's going within on inside of me um and yeah even even when i have you know i i mean i've I feel like my self-love is now at a point, um, at a very high point, but I still have those moments. And, you know, we all do because we we go through cycles um, and we have experiences that, you know, we can learn from. And so there's a bit of an observing situation there as well, like observing thoughts when they do come in, if they're not so self-loving and why is that popping in? Where's that come from? What triggered that? Um yeah, but but really taking ownership of um, of what's or of what is being mirrored to you and what mm. what is there to learn, mm. and then yeah, integrating and um, yeah, I, but I I really do feel like it's important to acknowledge that some of well most of those emotional um, blocks or those um, emotions that are stored in the body in ourselves releasing them um is going to take well actually um i was going to say is it going to take it's going to take a long time but actually we need help to release those and you know like i i've been on this journey for like i don't know maybe 10 years since um you know like really focusing on 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 the self-love journey but um, until I w was able to seek help to release certain emotions that were recreating um, cycles and patterns, um, then it was really fast, mm -hmm. really, really fast. 
Yeah, we were talking about this yesterday, weren't we? Like in terms of, um, you know, and explain to this to clients when we do some of the deeper like quantum work or going back into the child and that sort of thing. Like so many times, you know, when we do our first intro session, they'll be like, oh, I did three years of um, counseling for that to get over that relationship or how my partner cheated on me or whatever it might have been. Or, you know, I thought I'd forgiven my parents for fostering me out when I was young. And, you know, it's not the truth, like energetically. It's mm, like, no. It's like, not being released. Yeah, especially mm. when you don't even know the person and you can feel the energy and do the chart before they even turn up. You know that somewhere in the energy system there is still this abandonment or this loss or being alone or that relationships are not safe or you know it's not safe to love because people you love just leave you mm. you know all those kind of um sneaky belief systems mm. um you know kind of come into play so that's what's amazing about energy is you can't cheat it mm. it speaks a truth mm. that is either below or above um or sometimes both of your con like your mind's mm. consciousness well and you know we quite often block out you know like a, and and it's you know it's our body's way of keeping us safe or coping mechanisms um to to block out the pain mm. but when we block out pain we also block out pleasure and you know so we can only get so high um yeah if we don't un unlock those mm. little pockets so kind of an analogy it's like you keep hitting your glass ceiling yeah you can't see it but you feel that either in your relationship or maybe the closeness with your partner or even your ability to open up and be loved especially if you have had relationships of any description you know as we all have mm. like um it doesn't really matter what type of relationship but what matters is like is trying to release and move forward and take forward the learning and the growth that you had from that relationship um as opposed to sitting and dwelling in kind of what didn't work because mm. we hold so much weight like so much emotional baggage from what didn't work so that quite often shows up like around neck shoulders back of heart like you know that past love stuff so mm. that's really common in terms of areas and also um one thing i've really noticed like most of last year as well is clients will come in and they'll get really numb hands and feet like quite cold and quite like no circulation mm. like especially the hands you know, and that for me always came back to where do we block our sensations or our ability to feel safe to both receive and give love? Yeah. Like, where have we numbed ourselves? Yeah. And same with, um, you know, sexual organs and that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, well, I was, I was going to slip back into that intimate. Excuse me, <laughs> <the> pardon. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it, it, there, you know, the, the genital area is just the same as the rest of the body and it stores emotions and it stores um experiences and it, it stores trauma and um yeah you know like um even for women using yoni eggs is really powerful for unlocking um you know blockages and i mean you know like people just accept that um pain and sex is normal or um painful periods you know extreme pms extreme bleeding um all of these things like people accept it vaginal dryness all of the things people accept that this is just a part of life or you know oh well i'm this old now so this is probably quite normal um it's not and what's normal is actually feeling good and feeling in general like mm. feeling things feeling pleasure um yeah so I love how the self love podcast became like the sensuality hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. It went to exactly where it needed to be. Um, on that note, though, so like, even like for guys, like arrest erectile dysfunction, or the fact that we've like guys, oh yeah, you're over forty, you should pop some pills, like mm. to get uh, like you know an erection, and it's just like that's not the root cause of erectile dysfunction, guys. Like so, for all of the guys out there that you know, if you have like what we call performance issues or performance anxiety or whatever you want to call it like again break it down take the shame and the guilt off it in those layers and understand that actually there's just some stuck and blocked emotions or thoughts and feelings that we've got on a soul level or the inner child level where we just can kind of release because you know with tammy 
like you and me, mm. like we have hit waves. Like some waves you'll be in and feeling really deep emotions and like crygasms. Mm. And then sometimes mm-hmm. I'll be like, what the hell? We were just like fully turned on and then it just like flipped off just like that. Yeah. Like totally like went soft. And it's just like, what happened in that moment? And yeah. that's when we started really reflecting like consciously of not only holding the space for each other to step into and be open and feel and process that emotion but also to understand that what we're feeling is not just ours yeah so for me because of my sensitivities as well you know we would bounce off each other and i would feel what you would be feeling without even consciously knowing it So, so if there's a disconnect between um sacral and heart Mm. Um, or if you, you know, if you want to go vagina and heart, penis and heart, if there's a disconnect there it, and you're with a sensitive partner, it will be felt and mm. it will show in some physical way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we've become really aware of this. And, you know, like even engaging in, um, in sex when you're not feeling it, you know, like, I mean, I'm sure there's many women and men out there that, um, feel obliged or you know whatever to to be something for somebody when you don't really when you're not really feeling it within yourself so even that in itself will you know will show in the um in the coming together of mm. of the energies because in it you cannot cheat energy mm. <laughs> and again we talked about it on um the workshop the other night how in your relationships, you're either like law of attraction is either going to attract someone, like whether a relationship or one night stand that has the same um, unhealed emotions or blocks. So you'll attract through that frequency and that resonance. Let's say we've both got distrust mm. and insecurities. So you'll both connect up, you'll both have ins- um, distrust and insecurities, but you'll be looking to the other person to fix it. Yeah. And that's where it gets crazy because. You know, we're not even aware of why we're seeking certain things or why we're using our bodies or our energy in that way or giving it away in that way. Mm. Because the programs are so subtle and subconscious or might have been running them for such a long time. Yeah. That we're not even aware of it. But when we do become aware of it, you know, the power of healing and moving through those and getting to deeper and deeper levels of love and connection and pleasure um, is, yeah, Mm. phenomenal because even um like for both of us again we talked about still on the topic of sexuality um how we went through just seeking the pleasure phase and mm. then uh, you seek the pleasure phase and like a bit more attraction in other areas and then all of a sudden you go through that stuff and you're like actually i really want a deeper spiritual connection mm. related to this i want to feel more than just this physical thing i want to be spiritually emotionally and physically connected like this kind of triad yeah um and that's i think that's important in all areas of our lives not just in sexuality but because we're talking about well in everything that we do because i mean sexuality is actually a really powerful energy Mm. and we can take that into our lives and you know create i mean it is a life force creation right so um yeah like if, if we're not happy in that part of our lives whether it's in a relationship or whether it's with ourselves then um it's going to show in the rest of our life and this has provided an amazing segue (laughs) (laughs) download (laughs) for the next part so coming back to self-love related to sensuality with self Mm. so um you know often like we will chat with friends or people that we know and it's just like if you want more connection in your relationship we've got to show more connection with self Mm -hmm. but in order to show more connection with self we have to hit and work through the emotional triggers, the blocks, the thoughts and the programs and the beliefs that are stopping us from experiencing even self-love and self-pleasure. Because if we can't feel comfortable within ourselves doing that, then how are we ever going to expect a partner to not only understand our love languages, but to connect up up with us in that way? Yeah. So, you know, that's so key. Um, And we've both been really learning to step into the vulnerability, Mm. and especially in the heart space and the sacral and sexual organs stepping into vulnerability and releasing the old stories and each layer we did like you said sexual energy is like the most powerful potent energy and you know that is our kundalini energy as well Mm. so again if we're wanting to do this whole kundalini awakening journey and really raise our consciousness and vibration 
then we've got to be willing to clean out the closet and get those lower three chakras, which are really our earth grounding chakras, mm. um, like our base stability, our emotions and the sacral, and then our willpower and the intellect within the solar plexus. We've got to get those three right before we can go further in our vibrational journey. Yeah. Yeah. And connected to the heart as well. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mm. Cool. So... Um, shall we shall we wind it up? I feel like we've we've covered covered lots of yeah. lots of topics. I feel like um, there's a workshop coming on this. <laughs> excuse, excuse the pun again. Yeah, it absolutely is. Like um, whether that's in person or online, we're definitely gonna do a workshop on this. So if you do, hang on a minute. <laughs> there's one thing on our little thing that we didn't actually. Um, the I know where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah. The um. The difference between selfishness and self-love. So, I guess in society, um, you know, we were brought up to to believe that it was vain or that it was selfish to um, love ourselves and, and to do things for self and to do things for self. Um, and yeah, so just really coming back to that, it is not selfish to love oneself, and it is it is not selfish to um think of yourself before you think of others as in um filling up your own tank first because if your love tank or your bucket or whatever you want to call it is full then it's overflowing and you know there is an abundance of love and and if we can come from that space then there's always going to be enough for everyone so there is no lack but um yeah, so just getting away from that mindset of it being a selfish thing yeah. to to love oneself. So that's a big generational mindset, yeah, like really especially is. from our parents and grandparents' mm. days. Like Massively. it was very much around being honorary, servitude, the codependency, yeah. um, and it was really there's a lot of guilt, shame, and judgment taught and like um, subconsciously taught mm. through the programs of lineage mm-hmm. um, that to make a choice or a decision that's right for you or to love yourself or spend time with yourself or have some time out from family mm. or relationships that that is selfish so that really again is another one of those massive key blocks to self-love and unlocking those barriers and the thoughts around any guilt shame or judgment that you have absorbed or been taught or shown yeah because i mean that was the gold from abraham hicks right mm. like she's like I want you to be selfish. Yeah, like and, we teach selfishness. <laughs> yeah, and it was, but it was coming back to energy. It's all about energy. We've got to top up our own bucket first. Yeah. Um, it's like the whole airplane oxygen mask. They always say, put your own mask on first because yeah. if you pass out yeah. doing everyone else's masks first, then yeah, what good are you know, to good anyone? For anything, yeah. Um, and I and I really um, that you know even when I first started even thinking about myself when my children were young, then I had to move through you know the guilt of of not you know not tending to everyone else and and actually having time out for myself like even getting a massage i I would relax at the very end of the massage Mm. i'd finally get to that point of relaxation but leading up to that it's like oh my god i'm not there for this and i'm not doing that and i'm you know the house is a mess and whatever you know all the crap that goes through your head um Mm. but the guilt was really real and it took years to release that guilt yeah absolutely so we hope this has been helpful um mm. for like hopefully some of the examples have been resonating with you or as we've been speaking you might have unlocked some thoughts or feelings or even felt in your body as we've been talking as well so just honor that and maybe make some notes and yeah have you felt it in your heart have you felt it in your sacral there's definitely some people that have because yeah. i've been feeling it as we've brought up certain topics yeah yeah so that's already happened <laughs> <laughs> so yeah if, if this did resonate with you or you'd like to be part of like a workshop or online experience then please let us know mm. like get in touch on our insta or um the facebook at introspect healing nz yeah and flick us some messages of what parts you you loved if you like like it share it yeah if it was helpful or you please know share. yeah if you know someone that needs <laughs> to come across this information yeah like be an amazing connector for yeah. them like yeah. you know because especially if we're in these dynamics it's really hard you can't reach out to your partner or your relationships or your boss or whatever it might be for this. They're obviously being the reflector or the block at the moment. Mm. So sometimes we need to look outside in order to get the goods to bring back in. Yeah. Yeah. Even listening to it with your partner 
Mm. Or, um, you know, like sometimes it's hard to, because I have actually found this with John, like I'll try to explain something that I listened to that I really got some gems from and I'll try and relay it back and it's not coming out the same and he's not really understanding what I'm saying. And I'm like, actually, can you just go listen to this podcast? Because I really feel like you would get it. And then he does get it and then, you know, we work through stuff together and and it's amazing. So, you know, even just, just that is, you know, just pass it on to, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So, we're, yeah, as always, we're all in this together and we hope it helped you guys. And Love and light till next week. Yeah. Ciao, team. Bye. Enjoy.